everybody welcome back to the boomcast we have another exciting episode here for you today as always i'm your host storm and i'm joined by my co-host evil hey what's up guys if you could do us a great favor if you could like comment and subscribe on our channel it would greatly help us out yes sir and today we have a very special guest he's not only a guest he's actually our friend in real life so it's a special uh, episode for jim and i we got the man the myth the legend I don't even need to say, he doesn't even need an introduction if you're in the Call of Duty scene, but for those who are not in the Call of Duty scene, his, he goes by the name of Sam, aka Phoenix. He is the number one coach in the Call of Duty amateur scene right now, arguably top three in the world. He has 10 championships, 10 championships in the past two years, and he's, he joins us here on the Boomcast to talk Call of Duty and everything. Sam, welcome to the show, my man. It's been a long time coming. Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. I greatly <laughs> appreciate it. Uh, I, I love that introduction, Adam. That was awesome, man. Thank you. Um, yeah, it's really grateful to be on with you guys. It's been a long time coming. We've been trying to do this for a while now, and just COD and everything kept getting in the way. So I'm glad we're Well, it's not only that. Out. We've just been uh, vibing out as friends, right? It's yeah. hard to get down to business when you're just chilling. But hey, I'm glad we're on here now. No, no league play with Jim anymore, bro. Oh, no. Hey, hold up, hold up. No, dude. No. Can we just agree? <laughs> okay, no, if he wants to... Okay, if you want to bring it up, go ahead. <laughs> well, we'll talk about that. <laughs> I really want to put this... I really want to put this into perspective, dude. We are literally in the presence of one of the most winningest coaches mm -hmm. in the scene right now. I don't care. Double digi cups, dude. Yeah. Double digis. And we're we're biased, obviously, because Sam's our friend. But the the stats don't lie, man. The stats do not lie. We got one of the best coaches in the world here, and it's awesome. You love to see it. It's been a wild everything ride. You touch, everything you touch turns to gold. Uh, I mean, I'm blessed enough to have the players that are able to make that happen as well. You know, it's not just coaching because you know it takes a, a specific type of person. Like a Tom Gravity, someone who's grounded in all aspects of his game. He's very humble. He can be a bit loud at times, but he's very humble. And, you know, it takes players like that in order for me to do the job that I do at the level that I do it at. For sure. Shout out, Tom. Uh, shout out some of all the other players you've had uh, that have seen success in the CDL this year. Um, it, it's, been a wild, it's been a wild year, Sam, wouldn't you say? <laughs> Honestly, like... Everyone always says going into a season that they expect to win, and it's like I expected to win, but like I, I guess I didn't expect to like for us to really just like take over the way we did, like especially like, again doing it with Tom. Like it's been a lot of fun. I've actually thoroughly enjoyed winning with him this year. It's been a real pleasure. Right on. And uh, so for people, so obviously people in the COD community know who you are. Uh, for people who might not have no idea who you are, maybe they play a different esport, maybe they don't play esports at all or whatever, and they're just tuning in. Uh, give us like a background. Describe yourself to the people uh, who might not know you. Uh, who is Sam? Who is Phoenix? Who is? How would you describe yourself today? Uh, to be honest, yeah, I feel like I'm a really chill person. I don't ever like. I always try to keep positive vibes on everything. I don't like negativity. And I understand that like negativity is a part of anything in life. It's always going to be there. <laughs> but I do believe in being optimistic and being positive towards everything. I think that helps a lot more in life. But I'm a pretty chill person. You know, I'm relaxed. You know, when I'm not doing COD-related stuff, I just like to actually go for walks, just chill, relax, get my mind away from everything. Right on. 
And uh, you, uh, Jim, you guys can chat about this probably better than I can, but uh, you do have an army background. That's something that a lot of people know. Uh, take us back. Was was esports uh, on your radar back in the army days, or did it happen after or before? Like, when was it always? Was esports always something that you were kind of passionate about on the side, or how did that happen? So I just recently did a podcast with Proper. Shout out to Proper. He's like a caster, and I didn't get fully in depth with it, but. I was doing COD before the Army. I was with Fizzerb, Killa, and a few other people, coaching them, managing them. And, I mean, that was just kind of like, you know, dabbling, I guess, but I was dabbling in, like, big players. So, yeah. uh, when I got hurt in COD, I was like, I'd like to get back. Or when I got hurt in the Army, I was like, I'd like to get back into COD again. And I kind of just fell back into it during IW. I got Pristine ER City's Gunless and Drama. And we got like top twelve at Vegas, and this is before Challengers was a thing. Like the M teams had to play pro teams as well. As the open brackets, yeah, open brackets, and you know, so that kind of kickstarted it, and then it just blew up into what it is now. But I've always loved gaming and like the competitive aspect of things. I was doing stuff all the way back towards, uh, I want to say roughly Ghost, via AW area. And it wasn't a ton. It wasn't at the level I'm doing it at now. Obviously, it's much different. That's kind of where it all started. Right on. Jim, you got any uh, Army-related questions for the man? I know we've, uh, offline, we've chatted about a bunch of stuff. Well, man, I mean, going into the background, like, let's talk about what your MOS was. Hmm. Of course, you want to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was in Love and Bravo. I was in the infantry. I was stationed at Fort Bliss, four seventeen Aco. And those are my boys. Actually, just uh, the other night we just talked to one of my army buddies. You were both in there, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. And I was stationed there with him, and that was awesome. The infantry was the best thing that ever happened to me, while also breaking me at the same time. So you know, like. A little, little give and take there, but, you know, the Army taught me a lot of things. Taught me how to be uh, a lot more mentally tough. One and two, it taught me how to uh, stand my ground in a lot of situations, too, and not cower and let people walk on me. Yeah. Yes, sir. That was going to be my next question, kind of like to both of you, actually, is what um, what training or what skills that you both obtained in the Army, How what what ones are the major ones that you can see translating into call of duty being whether you're a player or a coach or like what what are the main things that you can see like meshing well in call of duty in esports in general i guess leadership courses leadership teaches in you, general teaches you how to lead from the front there's like a big saying like if you go on my twitter my pin tweet is a picture of boston leader boston when he stands behind people and tells them what to do at the desk while they're pulling all the weight and a leader is the person that gets in the front of them and leads them and that's the one thing the army taught you is how to be a leader. Taught you how to lead from the front. Right on. This one thing when it comes to esports in general, especially because we live in an online world now, or we're kind of coming out of an online world per se, because lands are starting to pop back up. But just like if you're a good now, let me get this: toxicity is everywhere. There's toxic leaders in the army. There's toxic leaders everywhere. Good leadership is presence. And you literally have to give a genuine fuck about people and who they are and what they're about. 
Like anybody that plays for Coalition, anybody that plays for Sam, I guarantee you they will say people like him and I give a genuine fuck about people. No matter how hard we are on you, tough love is good love sometimes, but it's just being present, being in the know, and just being attentive to people. That's one of the biggest motivators of them all. Fair enough. It's it's kind of like uh, it goes with your it goes with your this just like queued up in my head, Sam. Kind of goes with your name because you you said like the army broke you down but also built you back up. It goes with the the phoenix. That's kind of cool. That's, that's actually funny. So I have to correct that real quick. So <laughs> everyone always says that to me, like Phoenix. I'm like, so my name Phoenix didn't come from the bird. It came from Marcus Phoenix in Gears of War. Oh, okay, because okay, okay. I, I, I kind of pictured, I guess, in a sense, my career like that, like his story, like he's locked up, can't really do much. And then he ends up being the person that saves everything. He's like the savior. Right. Like that's that's kind of like why I liked it. I thought he's such a dope character, he's like my favorite character in any video game ever. So I was like, I need a name. And this is like in BO2. And I was like, Phoenix. I was like, I like Gears of War. And I was like, that makes sense. I'm doing that. For there's sure. Always, there's always something Phoenix. You know, okay, well, I can the longest time. You learn, we learn something new every day. I didn't know. Savior, <laughs> yeah. Huh? I wouldn't huh? say like the savior, but I mean, like, I kind of liked what his story was like. It, it, like, you know, it's like with the music and stuff, you can relate to the things people are saying or seeing. That's kind of what I felt about that. Like, I was just going to throw shade at these fucking teams that can't fucking win a goddamn chip, dude, in the CDL. And man, they're all good coaches. It. Someone sign this this man right here. (laughs) And at the end of the day, they're all good coaches. Like, I think there's a lot of things that go on behind the scene that people don't really know about. And, you know, a lot of people don't truly know how hard it is to be a top AM coach and a pro coach. Like, it's very stressful. It's a lot harder than people think. There's always going to be fingers pointed at you. Like, I've always said, coaching is the most thankless job you can have. You can have a huge impact on a team doing good or bad. But if even if it's good, the most you're gonna get is a pat on the back, and that's it. So you have to be able to roll the punch to the coach. You know, it's like I had to learn a lot over the course of the last three seasons. I had to learn how to act correct. I had to learn how to actually make a real impact in a team. And a shout out to my agent Steve. He's the person that you know taught me how to do all that stuff. You know, For he sure. was really on top of me with all that. He's like, you know, you gotta know how to make an impact. So. Some of these coaches are good coaches. It's just not the right situation right now. Yeah. Hey, brother Steve, huh? Brother Steve, he's the man. Steve's the goat. In case anybody doesn't know what we're talking about, uh, Jim was referring to some of the bottom feeders, if you will, in the CDL right now. I mean, every league, you, you, there's only one winner, right? And uh, every league's going to have people who are struggling and they're at the bottom. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure at some point Sam's time will come and someone will see his value. but. Uh, until then, uh, best of luck to all the coaches that are out there. And like he, like he said, doing the hard job, the thankless job, right? Embrace the suck, man. Just embrace the suck. That's something else the Army taught me is when things get really bad, embrace it. Because it's going to get really good. So if you embrace the bad, the good's going to be even better. You're going to be stronger during the good than you were during the bad. For sure. It's all molded, man. My strength is yeah. made perfect in weakness. That's the first tattoo I got, and it's right here. I love the army sayings, man. They're so they're so motivating. 
But like, I mean, you got to trust me to <laughs> do some of the stuff that me and I, I was uh, just gonna say him have done in the army. You got to be pretty uh, motivated. I am not gonna lie to you. Yeah. There's some mornings I woke up at six in the morning for a five mile run, and I'm just like, listen, that is not ideal right now. <laughs> I need your best motivational <laughs> quote right now. Not to I'm mention, like, you just need an endless supply of crayons to munch on, man. I mean, listen, we just run by all of the pogues and start songs big. Do you want to look like them? And I'm. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> no, but for real, I do thank everyone that serves. You know, it's all inside jokes. We're allowed to make fun of other MOSs because we were in, and Jim's still in, so I'm allowed. For sure. All right. I can make fun of other branches, too. No one else can. Only me and Jim yeah. can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I rock with the infantrymen because uh, you two are my homies, so hey. you got my support. Some savages, bro. Some savages. Uh, back to the coaching. You mentioned it's a thankless job. I just wanted to... Uh, kind of get your opinion on for you personally what's the what's the most rewarding part of being a coach to you um honestly seeing people like paul kleenex insight even zap and carlos and afro all my players all my boys getting their shot to show the world what they're made of like seeing them be able to hit that level and helping them in whatever way I could in that process. That's the best feeling in the world because you know, you help somebody. It's just because like, I like seeing them genuinely happy when I see them smile and I see them happy. Like that makes me like my job a lot because you're making someone else happy. You're not caring about your own happiness. You're caring about theirs. And that's some of the best happiness you can receive in return, to be honest with you. For sure. And you're impacting someone's life, right? In a positive way. So yeah, you know, it feels good to help people if they have to change for the better. Right on. All right. Uh, we want to move into something a little outside of COD, I guess, outside of coaching. We want to get to know your gaming history a little better. So we like to run a segment called the Triple F segment. So basically, it consists of three questions. They all start with an F. And uh, it's just so people can get to know your gaming background a little better. All right. First question. What was the very first video game you ever played in memory? Like, take us way back. Uh, Sonic on the Sega Genesis. Okay, so, dude, you, you and me, you and me have, like, the same, like, time. Like, so me, me and Sam were talking about this, I think it was last week. Like, we have the same taste in music. We grew up with the same stuff because, like, we're the same age, right? So, yeah. dude, that's... I grew up on the Sega Genesis. That was my first thing, too. Yeah, was, that game was so fun. I remember playing that when I was, like, really little, and then it went to, like, Super Nintendo and Nintendo NES. That game you had, like, the little gun for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah that was one of the first games I played, too. That that was so fun. Oh, my God. <laughs> Those are memories right there. Dude, Sonic was hard, man. That I mean, was really hard. Maybe I sucked, but, dude, that game was super hard. Listen, like, I was next level at Sonic, all right? So, like, that shit was tough, trust me. <laughs> all right, second F, second question. What was the most forgettable video, video game you've ever played? So what I mean by that is, like, a game that, you know, you might have bought or purchased. Modern put some... Warfare. Okay, right off the bat. I feel you on that. A worst lot of people ever. probably feel you on that. Worst game ever invented. Okay. Made, that, yeah, they got that whole game made zero sense. Yeah, mic drop. And then it made sense was the movement. The movement was really good, but the, rest the, en the engine was good. The engine was good. At, yeah, but yeah, the the rest of it was. Is it is that just maps though? 
No. It was the game. No. no. And then, you know, the Belvers literally pretty much telling us they don't care about us. That was not yeah. a fun experience either, so. Yeah. Shout out. All right. We'll put that one on. All right, last F. Uh, I'll paint you a picture here. Use your imagination. You're trapped on an island, right? You got 1,000 up, 1,000 down internet, maxed out. You got a console or PC of choice, whatever gaming system you want, but you can only take one game with you for the rest of your life. What game servers are you taking? Servers are populated. Yeah, servers are populated. What's your favorite game, the one game you're taking with you for the rest of your life? I'm taking the 5M servers from uh, GTA for sure. I wish I knew he was going to say is, GTA. That is, that is the most fun I think I've ever had playing video games is like the 5 MRP servers. It's comedy. It's like if you're having a bad day, you go play that, get pulled over by a cop, and you will laugh for hours on end. The I knew greatest it. stuff. You ever been pulled over by a 13-year-old? Funniest shit ever. <laughs> I pulled over some kid out the car once. He's like, hey. And I was like, I'm driving so off. Funny. I can't take that serious. <laughs> I had a feeling you were going to say GTA. That's awesome. Good time. It's a good time, man. All right, well, that game is hyper realistic, bro. Is yeah. it crossplay? Huh? Is it crossplay? No. Damn. I can see why, though. Trust me. <laughs> the graphics are just way better on computer. Jim, you yeah. need to get a PC and get off. Yeah, Xbox, he just needs bro. to get a PC, man. Get off Xbox, bro. <laughs> okay. Dude, yeah. I'm I'm gonna be build I'm gonna be building one here sh- here soon. So are you? Yeah. Well, let's build one together, buddy, bro. Or I can build it for you and send it. But yeah, one of the two. Nah, mama didn't raise no bitch. I'm going to build my own. All right, fine. Fair enough. <laughs> I'll put right, your ho- name into it, though, because you're going to help me out. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, hopefully people got to know your gaming background a little better. Uh, moving on, uh, I guess the next question I had for you is around esports. Um so obviously franchising happened last year, which was like a huge step for Call of Duty, right? Um, yeah. From when you first started in esports to now, like obviously things have changed a lot. Uh, my my question was, where do you think uh, where do you think it's going to go? Like, what path is esports taking? Do you think we're following like traditional sports? Do you think like what do you think the ceiling is for it? Do you think we're we're just at the bottom still, or? I think we're still in the infant stages, like especially for COD. <laughs> but I think when it's all said and done in like the next 20, 30 years, esports is going to be bigger than regular sports. Simply because, like I said like to somebody the other day, and that this just registered them, is my dad. I said it's, mo- it's more popular because people don't have to get hurt when they play. Bro, case so in point, we, we were just talking about offline. Uh, the I, I'm a huge ho- Leaf fan, hockey fan, and if people have watched the the last game they saw that John Tavares got absolutely destroyed by a freak accident on the ice. He was concussed, bleeding, like hospital stretcher, the whole nine. So that's a huge point, actually. I've never really thought of that. This longevity is there, you know. You can know you're signing a COD player for 10 years, and you know unless he gets bored and quits, which usually doesn't happen that often. It's going to happen more because of health reasons and shit for people. But... For that, I think it's just the longevity aspect. And it's generally fun to watch. Even pro athletes have fun watching this. <laughs> like, I mean, that's a, shit, that, that should tell you the direction is changing, where the direction's going when pro teams are, <laughs> pro sports teams are investing in this stuff. Kevin Durant's invested in the New York Subliners. Mm-hmm. That's a pro that's athlete. Blowing. That's an NBA champion. That's an MVP. Yeah. 
Like now you know where it's headed. Esports is the next big thing, dude. Post it's going to take over. Drake in the Empire. Exactly. Drake with like, hundred thieves. Yep. Like everyone's starting to realize that this is the place because this is a multi-billion-dollar industry. Like you know, there's a lot of money here that's just untapped. Yeah, and it's wild that we're still in the infancy stages, like you said, because this is all baby stages. Though we just started getting really big, like four or five years ago. Yeah, and if you look at like the sponsorship market, like compared to traditional sports, we like esports hasn't even tapped the big sponsors or gotten that kind of gas yet, right? Yeah. I mean, Scump with Oakley. You that's know? like so, yeah, that's... that was like the threshold that was broken this year. Yeah, it's like Scump. Scump got with Oakley. No, a million percent. Like. You look at a lot of these people that, you know, like you said, your scumps and your Hastros with Jack in the Box with all these companies, like a lot of stuff starting to blow up. Like Phase is like with like Nissan or some crazy crap, bro. Like, mm. like it's it's insane. It's insane. Like it, esports is blowing up so much. I think that within the next like twenty years, like traditional sports are gonna be looked at. Like esports are looked at. Oh my god, you play football. No way, uh, dude. I think. I mean, you you, you got to think like they'll be even, maybe even have more viewership. But I think like, dude, football is America's sport, bro. No, listen, I I love football. I love anywhere. football, but at the end of the day, like esports is just to the point, like I said, where it's longevity. You don't have to watch people get hurt anymore. Yeah, and yeah. then the gen- and the next generation is kind of leaning more towards that type of like vibe of you know way less violence. Let's just chill. They're like the new 60s babies, like yeah. the hippies that want peace and love, bro, and they don't want any of that craziness. So we're about to be through going through 20 years of nothing but vibes. Leave the, leave the violence on the screen, huh? Yeah, yeah and, and the point of entry is a lot easier. So what I mean by that is, like, sure, you could go to Walmart right now and buy a football for, like, 10 bucks and, like, go on the field and throw it around and say, yeah, I'm playing football. But, like, you're not anywhere near the level of the pro players but someone who like watches cod for example sees a pro player playing they can pick up the game you know boot it up on their console and like the skill gap like there's going to be a gap obviously but like they can enter into that competitive scene a lot easier and be relatively good and feel like they're a part of it easier than you could going into football or or you know any national sport right so that's attractive to the next generation too. Is like, oh, like I can, I can do this too, you know. I mean, from a coach's standpoint, there's so many. Imagine there's someone walking around that's the next scump that has just never even picked up the game yet. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It, yeah that's just it. That's just it. Like right now, we've only seen like one percent of what this all could be. Yeah, and that should be what makes people excited. Like that's what makes me excited. We won't even be at a hundred percent by the time I'm dead and gone. We'll yeah. still be building up to it. Yeah. And who knows? And crazy. a lot of it is dependent on technology too, right? And in Watch the us past, go to VR one day or some crazy stuff. Bro. I was going to say. Watch us play matches against the colonies just on like Mars. Just hook something up <laughs> to your brain and you don't even have to like do It's just all by brain and it's like your player's doing what your brain's thinking. That's wild. Elon Musk, Neuralink Gaming. Yeah. There you go. All right, here, here's another question for you, Sam. Maybe you've gotten it before, maybe you haven't. So there's a lot of like young Call, Call of Duty players who obviously they have heroes that they look up to, and you might be one of them right now for a lot of like the young amateur players. They look up to you and they, you know, they see you. 
who who were some of the people or uh in your life like when you were younger growing up like who were some of the people you looked up to uh you mean like when i was coming up in cod no just like in life in general like when you were a young kid like young teenager uh, definitely, my, definitely my brother for sure brother's a drill sergeant in the army now too so like he's always someone that's been like really good he's all state in football you know he's always been great at whatever he did and he's also like really humble as well so like it taught me a lot of that coming up he actually used to tell me because i was like the uh i guess you could say the shit talker of us too <laughs> and he's like he needed chill man so you know he was right about something but yeah. yeah definitely definitely him definitely my dad for sure those two they had like a big influence on me when i grew up right on and uh i guess pivoting off that question we we like to ask so like we like to bring on guests that have different skills and expertise in esports right and try and pull stuff out of them for the younger audience that's watching to like give them tips so if you had to break it down, I know it's kind of a cliche question at this point for you probably, but uh, we have to ask it. If you had to break down like your top three tips for like a young amateur player coming up, uh, what were the what would be the number one things from a coach's standpoint in, in the success you've had, obviously, what would be the top three things you'd tell a player to uh, work on or look at if they want to make it, if they really, really want to make it? All right, so I'll start from three and go down to the most important one. So third, I would say, is mentality. <laughs> like, how you approach everything that you do. You know, just that whole mental aspect of the game is super important for coming up. All right, two can kind of be tied into three, attitude. Like, uh, they all can kind of be tied into each other, but it's all relatively one thing. You know, attitude, make sure... You know, you're not somebody that just runs at the mouth nonstop. You're somebody that's coachable and listens. And and three, or the most important thing, drop the egos. Uh, lots of people I see in the AM scene just egos out of nowhere. And like I've even said, it's like Tom this year, and me and him both have like me and him have won eight times this year. And I, this is the first time I've said anything about that live. Like, yeah. you know, learn to humble yourselves. The reason a lot of people end up in the positions they're in is because their ego is so massive that it it kind of restricts them. It puts a ceiling on them. Right. You got to drop, you gotta learn to drop the ego. Be a little humble. You know, it goes a long way, a really long way. And that's something these franchises like. They like somebody that comes in there and runs the runs at the mouth or is egotistical. They want somebody that they can work with. Somebody they go, this guy's really professional. I'd like to work with him. Right on. And that's what they want. I'm glad you said that because that's something Jim and I have been preaching from like day one on this podcast for all the amateur players is like check your ego at the door first and foremost and be humble. But above all that, like be a professional because like if your goal is to make it professional one day, you have to act the part. Right. And uh, all these orgs, all these, uh, you know, professional organizations like that's what they're looking for. If you're just some kid running his mouth like. Let your accolades and let your track record speak for itself. I mean, I, I just live by something now. Ever since, like, I got with Steve, he worked on me about controlling myself and just being more humble. And the one thing I've learned from Steve in the past two years is I don't, especially now where I'm at, I don't need to go around and, like, try to tell people I'm the best or I'm the really good at something. Like, they, they know that I'm good at my job now. Like, I don't have to say that. Right. You know, and that's one thing I had to learn in the past. Like sometimes you just don't gotta say it. Like 
They get it. They get it already. You don't have to say it. Well, it's that whole uh, term, actions speak louder than words, right? Yep. Always will. Yeah. It's pretty quiet sometimes. <laughs> Iowa, my camp, it's pretty quiet. Yeah. Hey. As it should be. Yeah. Uh, well, for the most part. <laughs> one, one more uh, uh, thing off that, because you are a coach, obviously. And believe it or not, there are a lot of like people in our community who are not only players, but maybe aspiring coaches as well. Uh, so kind of off the player top three tips, what would your top three tips be for someone who's aspiring to like have a job like yours one day, be a coach? All right. So again, from three down to one, three, realize that this career path is not something you, for you to do because you miss playing. That is not why you do it. There's so much more in-depth work that goes into it that if you join for that reason, you won't last very long. Um, Two, again, no ego as a coach. So you have to be the most balanced and grounded out of everyone on your team because they're going to be looking for you to be that person. When shit, when shit hits the fans with teams, mm-hmm. the first person they look at is their coach at times because they're not going to know what to do sometimes. So you have to be that, that constant pillar of calmness for them that helps them get through bad moments. And the most important thing, remember, the success is not about you. It never will be. So don't try to make it about that. Make it all about the players. They're the ones who have to play and put in the time and do the work. So give them their credit. As long as your players are telling you you're doing a good job, that's all that matters. You don't need all the extra clout. In fact, I'm going to be honest, I can't stand clout. I find it pointless. As long as my players are telling me I'm doing good, that's the only thing I care about. Right on. And that's a, that's a very like humble and mature outlook on it. And great tips for the young young dude. I hope you guys are listening. There's a lot of gems being dropped here from the man. There are about to be some more gems because I'm coming at you hot with some questions. <laughs> Go for it, Jim. As, as someone who's coached myself, like I, I enjoy coaching because I just love teaching. It just stems from my army background being a leader. Like I love working with a person, working with a soldier, working with a player, and then just watching them thrive and explode, right? Even if it's not like a skill I can teach them in game, but I, it's a skill I can teach them outside of the game and then they can apply it. And then I watch it happen. Like nothing makes me happier than watching growth, right? Seeing someone get better. Um, some of the things I wanted to ask you uh, for some of these amateur players, some of these amateur teams, like what's the grind actually look like? Like, like, like questions I have is like, you know, what, what's like a common culture when it comes to, practice like what what are you guys doing like are you guys doing best of 11s best of sevens what do you do when you need to work on search you know like you know some of those things um kind of open the floor up a little bit um so our day starts at 1 p.m every day we get on we watch vods for an hour um i'm me and tom are usually up by like 10 11 latest like i'm usually up by like 8 9 <laughs> and we scrim from two to about four, and then about four thirty to about six, six thirty. And if we want S and D practice, we'll play S and D at seven, so three times in one day. And that'll stretch to about eight o'clock, usually eight thirty. And when you play S and D, do you play other teams, or do you just like roll into yeah. GBs? No, 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 no. We never do that. I never roll into GBs. Don't ever do that. Um, go to actually like schedule scrims for S and D. Like today, we played phase in S and D. You know, like we played them in hard points in S and D, so we got some hard point practice. 
got some S&D practice, and we do that maybe once or twice a week. Because S&D is something that's like riding a bike. You just don't forget how to do it, in my opinion. So as long as you, like, tap on it every now and then, it's pretty good. And then everything else is, you know, just like every other team, two to, you know, two and 4.30 every day. We scrim. <laughs> but my team, we actually take a lot of time off, too, because it's really important, like, actually resting during this grind is really important. Last year, I didn't. And I was really, like, messing my health up pretty bad, so, like, my mental health. So, you know, you got to really take care of your mental. You got to make sure you're taking breaks. And when you're taking breaks, actually take a break. Like, don't just say you're taking a break and then go watch more COD. Like, you know, like, on my days off, I try to literally not touch the game. You know, I'm trying to relax and let my, my brain disconnect for a day and then come back refresh for my team the next day after that. What are your... uh? What are your thoughts on like diet and exercise when it comes to COD and like success through that? Like, it's really important. It gives you much more is. natural energy when you work out. Yeah. Like you Just feel happened, turned like, the oh. entire day. Yeah. I mean, but it's also, you got to remember, like I told players when it comes to physical health, as long as you're doing 51% right, you are making progress. As long as you're doing 51% right, you are making progress. Like I do about 65 right percent every day. And then in my off days, Sometimes it's like twenty percent right. Yeah, I'm just kidding. No, it's always like it's always like fifty five percent right usually. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm doing most of the most stuff right, but you know, just make sure you're taking care of yourself like a little bit healthier every now and then. You know, like try to throw healthy stuff into your diet. You know, it doesn't mean you got to go do CrossFit every day. Yeah. Okay, like you ain't got to yeah. be crazy <laughs> about it, but like just try to take a little bit better care of yourself than most players do now. Yeah. Plus, it's physical true. like your actual physical appearance does matter too. Because, like, people don't get image cells. Oh, yeah. Like, image cells. Like, if you're, like, not taking care of yourself and you're just letting yourself go, like, most companies aren't going to want to brand that completely. That's a, that's a, that's a good point. Uh, it's not talked about a lot is, uh, I guess, taking care of your own self because you have a personal brand, right? Like, all of these players who want to make it, yes, they're on a team, yes... You know, they're a part of something in the amateur scene, but if they want to make that jump, make that leap, you have to be representing your personal brand properly. Like that, that includes being professional, that like looking professional, being professional, uh, how you talk, how you carry yourself, et cetera. Right. I don't think that's talked about enough. Uh, everything's just kind of skill focused and, you know, like, oh, he's, he's got a gunny, he's sick at the game, yada, yada. But there's more to it if you want to actually make it the right way and make a career out of it, you know? It's a business at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, it always is. And at the end of the day, this is a very cutthroat business too. That's one thing people will slowly learn about it when they get into it. It's very cutthroat. You know, I guess you could like, you know, look at like this, like, you know, buds, very cutthroat, right? For Navy SEALs, very cutthroat. Attrition rate's huge. It's like super, it's bad. Yeah. And, you know, it's the same thing in COD. Attrition rate's terrible. It's really tough on people. Like, this job, I mean, everyone likes to say it's like it's playing a video game, but, like, I promise a lot of people are not built for this. Like, it, it takes a lot of mental fortitude to be able to intensely keep trucking in this scene. You gotta be really mentally tough. You gotta be able to take a lot of ups and downs, because COD is a lot of, like, peaks and valleys, highs and lows. You know, so you gotta be able to roll the punches a lot in order to make it. Not to mention the community is savage as fuck, dude. And oh yeah, trust me. If you're losing, you're gonna know. <laughs> Especially at the pro level. If you're not winning, you're gonna lose. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
Yeah, that's just the mentality. If you're not winning, you're losing, right? Yeah. So you if you're not winning, haters. you lose. You don't like, have haters, if you, you're not doing something right. Like it's, it's the thing about that's what I mean in COD. If you're not winning, you're losing, right? But winning is losing in COD sometimes. Because even if you're winning, real people still hate you. That's just the way success works in anything. When you're successful, you're always gonna have that like really angry person behind their computer just like thinking of the most spiteful things to say to somebody and then they just hit tweet. Like that's just the way the business works. That's why a lot of people are go, people are tough on fire. They're tough on this person. I go, and it's tough on everybody, not just you. We, we've, trust me, we've all experienced backlash and down times in COD. A lot of people have. He's got to know how to roll the punches in order to keep making it. For sure. Whenever success is brought up, I always think of that uh, one Jay-Z song from American Gangster. Uh, the one, <laughs> the, the opening line. Uh, you, know, you know what I'm talking about? I know what you're talking about. So I, I'm going to read it off here. What is it? There we go. Uh... I got another question too when it comes to like scrims and stuff like that. So when you do scrim the Atlanta phases and respawn and stuff like that, like how many maps are you doing? Uh, we do all the hard points. So six maps there. And then we play a couple SDs. So I think like eight maps total. But like normally our scrims, we're usually playing all the controls and all the hard points. So usually about nine maps. Yeah. Right every on. time. So it's about. We do two a day on a normal schedule with 18 a day, 18 maps yeah. a day. And what are you looking at specifically during body? Are you staring at the mini map, looking at things, you hitting pause, like, hey, notice this. This is something you can do different. Well, I mean, you don't want to see me watch VODs. I hit pause like at least 20 times in the span of five <laughs> minutes, five seconds. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll pause it and I'll notice something else. I'll be like, really? And then, like, I'll pause and I'll see something else. I'm like, bro. And, like, it, and then I, I kind of like pinpoint where we're doing things wrong by doing that though is the game like at, at what point in the season does the game get so like I, I want to say played out meaning like you guys are scrimming every day like you're saying you're competing in tournaments etc etc the pro teams are you know have their regular season they have their majors etc at what point can you like watch a VOD and pinpoint like the one mistake that flipped the game on its head like it has there ever been a time where it's like this one point in the game lost us the game like does it get that granular with it or yeah like every time really so you can pinpoint yeah. like the one spot or the one missed opportunity mm -hmm. that lost I don't the game to, watch to do that i can do that after a map's over during a scrim wow that's where you done fucked up boys i listen like during garrison i'm like ah we didn't get out right and then we gave up 120 straight seconds i'm pretty sure that's half the score they need to win so I'm pretty sure that was our issue right there. We take that away, they only have 130 points. Right. Because so, where I'm getting it, like, it... It takes a long time to get that kind of eye, though, for it. Like, yeah. It, what, what I was getting at is, like, you're playing the same maps all year, right? It's the same game mode. Like, that doesn't change. Sure, spawns have changed in the past, like, throughout. But, like, at some point everybody's playing the game the quote-unquote right way so it's about those fine fine details those fine little breakouts mm -hmm. plays and things like that that can make or break right a million percent you know like i dive into vods more so for other reasons than you know just pinpointing exactly where we went wrong i usually do it to double confirm what i was already thinking to be right and it's you know i mean i'm not always right bro no one's perfect 
But, you know, I'm usually pretty spot on. That's one thing Tom's even said he's been able to depend on is I'm usually spot on with a lot of the things I say. And there's going to be some times where I'm off the mark, you know, Mm -hmm. but all of us are. So, you know, but success rate, I'm pretty good at figuring out. I mean, again, COD is relatively simple. It's not like I'm a rocket scientist. It's relatively simple. You know, P3 to P4 garrison. If there's 30 seconds left, get out. Like, get out whatever side they're not flooding. And if they're spread thin, just pick that one guy and run at him and get out. And you know, it's, it's it's relatively simple. Like, I think COD's very simplistic, but I also understand how for the average viewer, it's not. Right. It can be pretty hectic sometimes. So, I mean, things get, do get a little mixy sometimes, just a little bit. Back to that success quote real quick, and then uh, we'll move into our, another segment we got with you. It's from that Jay-Z song. He goes... uh you can be successful and have enemies, or you can be unsuccessful too, and you can have friends. I think that's very true. The 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 climb of success, it, it's not all friends, and it's not all butterflies and rainbows, and it's lonely, man. Because listen, there's there's a reason it's called the lonely path to greatness, bro. I I've explained this to my roommate and multiple other people. Sometimes when you're trying to be really successful, you can't do that with other people, like, and that's what's the hard part. Yeah, you know, the sacrifice. You about everyone around you. Yeah, you gotta sacrifice stuff, man. Mm-hmm. There, it's yin and yang. You, you gotta give something to get something, right? It's just yeah. the way the way of the world. All right, let's move into the next segment. Uh, we like to call this one "This or That." So basically, going to ask you a bunch of questions rapid fire, right? Uh, just to get to know you personally better. It has nothing to do with COD or esports or anything. I'm ready for this. Jimbo's going to put 60 seconds on the clock, and we'll just try and run through as many as we can. Cool? All right. All right. Jim, let me know when you're ready. Yep, I'm ready. All right. We'll start the clock when I ask the first question. Ready? I got my family feud. All right. First question. Dog or cat? Dog. Netflix or YouTube? Netflix. Uh, phone call or text? Text. Toast or eggs? Eggs. Cardio or weights? Cardio. Facebook or Twitter? Twitter, for sure. Uh, mobile games or console games? Console game. Mobile games are terrible. <laughs> While you're out walking, music or podcast? Music. Uh, iOS or Android? iOS. Uh, cake or pie? Cake. Uh, big party or small gathering? Small gathering. New clothes or new phone? New clothes. Football or basketball? Ten, nine, basketball. eight. Nice car or nice seven, house? Six. Nice house. Five. Uh, four, what's worse, laundry or dishes? This is for sure. Last one, bath or shower? Bath. A million percent. That is different. <laughs> All right. I don't care what anybody <laughs> says to me, man. Them bad boys had different. You got through like 24 questions. That was awesome. So, yeah, it's just a little thing for people to get to know you a little better. Hopefully, they did. Uh, toast over eggs, bro. <laughs> some people love their toast, man, with like peanut yeah. butter, jelly, whatever. Uh, avocado toast, man, with a little. Oh, there you go, yeah. Uh, you avocado can, you can toast. Excuse, you can excuse yourself from this call right now. Avocado <laughs> toast with smoked paprika. Listen, everyone, you heard it here. If you're not putting smoked paprika on your fucking avocado toast, do yourself a favor. And do it. In general, smoked paprika over normal paprika. Yeah. 
All right. Uh, it's come to the time of the podcast where we're going to move into the Clip It segment. Uh, if you're not familiar with Clip It, it is the segment we run where people send in their clips to the Boomcast and we rate them with our guests uh, out of 10. So we're going to run into that. For everybody listening on Spotify right now, obviously uh, you, you won't be able to watch this uh, part of the show. So feel free to hit up YouTube and you can watch this in full. Just to close it out, Sam, just want to say appreciate you, brother. Uh, thank you for coming on. Thank you for uh, sharing some knowledge with everybody watching. We have a lot of young, up-and-coming amateur players, people in esports in general that uh, are trying to make it in this scene. So I'm sure they took some gems away that you you dropped and uh really really happy for your success so far this year you know from the bottom of my heart i wish nothing but the best for you bro and i hope that uh the rest of the people around the scene and the cdl start seeing your potential and what you can bring and uh yeah man cheers uh cheers to friendship cheers to uh another great podcast man appreciate you i appreciate you both having me on it was a lot of fun to be honest with you it's actually a lot of fun Jimbo, any last yeah. words? I fucking love you, bud. Cheers to you. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say anything else. It's just a vibe. I look forward to like my Friday nights, hanging, like knowing that you're gonna be available most of the time. And I just like, dude, I just love vibing out. Like this it's is so like, fun, bro. Yeah, we got to vibe out on the Boomcast. So <laughs> once yeah. again, thank you everybody for watching. If you made it this far in the video, we appreciate you. We love you. Make sure you hit us with a like, comment, subscription, turn on those notifications on YouTube, and uh, share this clip on Twitter if you're seeing it on Twitter. Uh, send this around. We appreciate any support. And uh, yeah, until next time, signing out. Peace. Pass the to 500. Let's go, baby coalition. <laughs> yes, sir. Peace out.